Hi, and a very warm welcome from me, uh, Phil Parker, the designer of the Lightning Process, and Helen Harding. Say hi, Helen. Hi there. Uh, welcome to our London Lightning Process podcast. Uh, we've just been chatting off air about what we're going to talk about um, because I've done quite a few podcasts recently with the other members of the team, Kate and Jackie, and also Helen. Um, and we thought it would be good to talk about um, New Year's resolutions. And if you watch the Kate one, we talk about how many, many resolutions are broken. Um, got stats there what are the stats Helen yeah uh, well in America 45% of Americans make resolutions and only 8% are successful so that's quite scary mm. quite quite unsurprising as well in that <laughs> most of us have made resolutions I think I don't I think there's also a stat that by the 5th of January most of them most of them are dead in the water that people just have a you know oh yeah first few days off they go and with Kate's podcast uh, we, we talked about what if instead of setting a goal you set an intention to be in a particular state to see the world in a particular way to bring more say kindness or compassion or happiness um but we thought we'd also look at the other side of it, the, the goals. If you want to set goals, which is you know equally a great thing, how do you do it so that you don't fall at the first hurdle? Uh, so we thought we'd take you through the structure of how to set goals. And because this is a lightning process podcast, we thought it might be quite interesting to put that in the context of health, um, because some people watching this will be going, thinking about doing the lightning process, so I'm thinking about changing my health this year. And other people will be people who've done the lightning process and want to carry on putting those tools into practice. So first step with goals Helen so I think the first step is to be really clear about what you do want so really focus on being specific and actually describing what you want in positive language so rather than uh, I want to lose weight think about actually I want to achieve this I want to achieve a certain amount of health or I want to achieve something so it's being very specific about what you do want out of out of the goal that you're setting for yourself. And this, this dovetails very nicely with the lightning process so one of the core things the lightning process says is that our language is incredibly important in affecting our neurology and health so if we bring it back to the lightning process and health if you set a goal of uh, I don't want to suffer these dreadful pains anymore which is a, quite a reasonable goal to set the, the way we've actually uh, worded that all about pain dreadful pains uh, will actually unfortunately trigger exactly the wrong neurology there's some great research where they stick people in one of those uh, machines that measures the blood flow uh, in their brain that when you talk about pain it triggers the pathways and neurology of pain uh, but of course if, if you're someone who has pain you spend a lot of time talking thinking about pain and if you're setting a goal the chances are you'll set a goal going how do I get rid of this pain but as soon as you've done that it's like snakes and ladders. You've gone straight down a snake. You are in trouble because neurologically you've actually triggered all the experiences of pain. So, if you're if you're working at home with this and you're thinking, right, what is my health goal? Really have a think about make, making sure it's set in terms of what you want. So let's 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 look at some examples of that. If somebody is stressed, then normally they'll say. I don't want to be as stressed as a monkey or whatever. Right? And we need to change that. But what's interesting, we also find, is that people often have lost the words. You know, they, they, go, they go, not stressed, not anxious, uh, not fearful, not terrified. But, but when you ask them, well, what is that in a word? Quite often, people find it quite tricky. So, Helen, you can help them out. Give us some words for not stressed. What's not stressed? Okay, so what about words like calm? relaxed, 
peaceful, tranquil, serene. There's loads of words, but also let your imagination go. What for you would be the absolute calm place? And how would that be for you? So you can really get have some fun with the words that you choose. And as long as they really resonate with you and that's that's the way that you understand what a calm being is, go for it. And Mar I think Marcus Aurelius, the famous Roman, said you can measure the quality of a man's life by the thoughts that he had. And and this is similar again in the lightning process, that if you notice that you have find it much, much easier to talk about the negatives, what you don't want, than the positives. So some of those words you came up with, tranquil, calm, we in the lightning process are very familiar with them, but we also notice that with patients who come to see us uh, to take the lightning process training, they, they've lost those words. So if you find yourself stumbling over what, what is the opposite of stress, that's a really good sign that neurologically you've been exercising the pathways of stress or unhealth and you need to start to think about what pathways will trigger health. And what's interesting is there's a direct correlation between which pathways you trigger and which pathways are triggered in your body in terms of which, you know, which organ systems are switched on. So if you talk about stress, lots and lots and lots, guess which parts of your body are going to be triggered? Well, your stress systems, you know, your adrenals, uh, changes in your sympathetic nervous system and so on and so forth. Uh, so I do a lot of work with addictions and of course one of the problems you get with addictions is people talk about drugs all the time. <laughs> and as soon as you do that, it's a bit like if you say to somebody, oh, is it time for a drink yet? People are like, oh, is it? Yeah, I think it probably is time for a drink. You know, that <laughs> triggering that feeling. So first thing is making sure that our goals are stated in clear positives. What's the next step? Um, what you could do is look at giving yourself some, making sure it's a relevant thing for you to be working on and giving yourself some really good time scales to achieve it in. So you're not saying, right, tomorrow I'm going to be happy and healthy and well and everything's going to be great because that's not necessarily achievable. But actually, what are you looking to achieve and, and what would be a good time to achieve that in? Yeah, very, very key thing. One of the things that freaks people out when they make goals is they uh, they overload themselves and over yeah. overwhelm themselves with either a too big a thing or a too too big a thing to do in a, in a particular time frame, and they go, "Oh, I just can't do it. I can't even think about it." So, for instance, there's the the Lightning Presses book, which I haven't got a copy of, which we've actually um, we've actually swapped now to a download. And one of the reasons we've done that is it's. Um, it's much more engaging, I think, and it's easier to listen to than to read. And also we can keep updating it with new stuff and, and there's some uh, client stories in their own words, which you can't get in a book. But quite often people go, I'm going to do the lightning presses. And they get the book in the old days and they go, oh, no, God, there's a book. There's no way I can read all that. It's not a very fit book. But, uh, you know, if you're not functioning very well and your nervous system isn't working well, it will seem like an Everest, you know, it's a mountain to climb. But the download is a little bit easier. Um Although, again, with technology, people can go, oh, I've got to download it, and they've got to, you know, that's really complicated. As soon as we build ourselves into that state, neurologically, where everything just seems impossible, which, if you've been ill for a while, is quite normal, what we need to do instead is what we call chunk it down to think about what is the first step. So let's say you're downloading something like the lightning thing, the lightning process um, part one, but it could be anything, you know, downloading a meditation thing from someone else. Um, the first thing may be, I'm just going to find out where that thing is. That's all I'm going to do this week or today. And the next one is I'm going to find out how I you know, put my credit card details into that website. And then I'm going to find out 
a teenager who knows how to you know make this work <laughs> properly for me it, but don't try and do it all at once because unless you unless you're happy with it but if if it feels like a lot to do don't do it that way break it down into small things so if you talk to most athletes who are you know running olympics they don't wake up and go right i'm training to run the olympics they go right i'm training to get my fitness or my speed to this level so i can enter this competition so i can you know there's a, there's a gradual step process and that's reasonable so if you notice yourself being overwhelmed which we would say doing overwhelmed which means responding to it to situ situations in a way that isn't healthy then ask yourself this really important question what is the first step or what's the first chunk and break it down into smaller things quite often what people do is they will break it down into a small thing like okay i'm just going to read 27 chapters today and, and they have broken it down but they've broken it down to a massive chunk so when i i've written a few books and people often say god how do you write books and they seem like you know, I remember, and that's funny because I remember writing essays at school and feeling massively overwhelmed. So the idea I've written a few books is quite strange. But uh, if you want to write a book, the first thing you do is just decide, well, what would the title be? What might the colour of the, the front page be? You know, things like that are much easier to do. But once you've done them, well, how many chapters would it be? And what would the rough idea be? It becomes a lot easier. So breaking it down. What's the next step after breaking it down? I think as well as the breaking it down, it's about keeping it simple and don't try and do too many goals all at one time. Um, so if you've got a number of things you want to work on, keep it simple. Start with two, maybe three things, maybe even one. You know, it doesn't matter, but as long as you're moving forward. So just really simplify it. Pick the top things for yourself and just really focus on those because that's going to help you to achieve them. Mm. And with with overwhelm as well, I did this the other day on a seminar. I've got all these pieces of paper. Um, one of the things that you do if you have lots of pieces of information coming at you, then what you do is you let's say you look at this, you look at that, and then you go, oh, I've also got to look at this, and I've got to look at that, and suddenly what you have is this kind of I do like this to the camera. You have all this stuff coming towards you, which makes you want to just lie down because <laughs> our brain can't concentrate and all that. So what instead you do is if you have this kind of sense of lots of information coming at you get your brain to just slow things down and then focus just on one thing whatever it may be on one thing that's upside down isn't it focus on one thing and you have these three things don't focus on all three just focus on one thing one thing at a time and by doing that you're giving your brain a chance it's like if you're doing the heptathlon in the olympics you don't run whilst throwing a discus and high jumping you know they separate them out you do one thing at a time that's the way it works better uh, so give your brain a chance break it down next thing Helen what would you recommend I think the next thing is really think about what it is that you're trying to achieve and create some sort of um, once you've worked out what your goal is and you've been very specific on it so you've articulated it in a really good way using great language Think about what that would represent for you. So either something like a metaphor that would represent you feeling like that, or you know, create a vision board or uh, something on Pinterest or something that helps you to reinforce what you're trying to achieve. So it keeps you moving towards that. And I think the other thing that's really useful when you when you um, make goals like this is to tell someone else about it. By telling someone else about it, it stops being a little idea you had and it starts to be real. So if you say to somebody, I'm going to run the, the marathon or, you know, I'm going to do this, you can get away with not doing it. But nobody else knows about it. As soon as you tell somebody else, it's like, 
oops it's real now and that is uh, if you you know only do that if you actually intend to, to follow through with it because your friend will go how's it going and they'll remind you about it which can be yeah. great you know if you want someone who's a, you know a lot of people in, who do training say and you need a training buddy someone who'll go to the gym with you that really helps to motivate you got someone to share your successes with and support you when you you know you're not feeling that good about it um, but it can be really really valuable and we come back to the health goal if you have a health goal like right i am going to you know walk further or i am going to uh, go and see a nutritionist or i'm going to see the lightning prices or whatever you decide it may be i'm going to read more books get more podcasts tell someone about it maybe somebody would be interested in doing it too and then you've got more chance of actually making sure that you, you get through you know doing this and actually uh, and you get to a critical point where it just becomes part of your habit part of what you do but when it's a new goal it, it doesn't have that neurology yeah so who would you tell who what so helen what is your what is your <laughs> new year's resolution do you have a goal for this year i um, i do I'm, I'm actually just doing some plans at the moment to to simplify things so i, I set myself goals every month um, so I've got a, a couple of goals that are going throughout the year and, and one of the main ones is um, to actually start another podcast. Ah, okay. So, What's it on? yeah. Do we know? Do you know what the podcast is going to be on? It's all being developed at the moment. So it's not, <laughs> not quite yet a specific goal. Well, we look not, forward it's to It's not that. a specific goal. I'm, I'm looking at the structure and everything else, but that's for the spring. So that's probably a springtime goal for me. Okay, brilliant. Well done. So now you've told it. Hundreds of people will be watching I just this. Very <laughs> but I think what you just said, though, about being accountable to someone—it's great if you've got a goal that you can do with somebody else. You keep each other accountable as well, and that's really useful. Um, and and like you said, you know, having some having a buddy—it's hmm. just such a great way to work and to really help you move forwards. Great. So what other core skills are there in setting goals? I think, ooh. Um, I, I would say the other one that comes to my mind is um, set a clear date to it. Because very yeah. often people will say stuff like, I mean, you did a great job there. We say, I'm going to do it in the spring. That's quite clear. We could get you even more clear and go, by when in the spring because the spring kind of merges from March, March to July or something um, quite often people will state goals by going yeah I'm definitely going to get around to that oh yeah certainly you can count on that I'm, I'm, you know, but there's no time stamp and what you need with a real goal is to say by the end of January and by is a really good way of saying it so by this date I will have done this so if, if your goal is okay I am going to you know, spend more time walking in nature because that's good for me, which it is. Uh, you might say, okay, well, we need that to be more specific. Instead of going to spend more time, how much time? You know, how much time a week? Otherwise, it just becomes. Well, I did. I looked at. I looked at a leaf one. A leaf once. So that's got to count. We need to have some because because we like that. We like to kind of squeak out of goals a bit. So instead, we'd say, okay, every day for January, I'm going to go out for half an hour. And what are you going to do if it rains? Okay, then either you say, I will go go and get wet, or I'll go uh, for two half hours the next day, you know, and I would, uh, and you, so that will mean, and then we do this thing called a check at the end saying, with ourselves, saying, so what I've agreed to do is for the days of January, I will go out every day for half an hour and walk in nature. That's what I'll do. And on those days that I can't, I'll do catch up the hours on another, another day. 
And then the final question to ask is, really? <laughs> that really question, is that doable? And what, what happens is very interesting. Quite often people go, no, I'm never going to do that. But it's good to know that at that point. That, mean you, that means you set yourself a goal, which on paper looked great, but was never going to happen. And all you're going to do is be disappointed. So instead, you kind of go, you have a conversation with yourself and say, okay, so what needs to change to make that doable? Because you know, quite often people take on just far too much. And break it down to something that's reasonable. And the other thing I would add, really essential, is make sure your goal is fun. Otherwise, you won't do it. I was going to say also celebrate the steps. Yeah. Celebrate what you do achieve. You know, every time you've gone out for your walk or you've done something else, celebrate it. Make sure that you acknowledge that. Because if you want to exercise and you hate going to the gym, don't go to the gym. It's not going to work. It's not going to happen for you. Do something you like doing. You know, if you like cycling, cycle. If you like walking, walk. If you like swimming, swim. If you like dancing, dance. If you, you know, you can do it. You can go to the gym if you really loathe it. But it's going to be tougher if there's an exercise that you enjoy more, do it. You can also, if you know about the lightning process, change your state so you can learn to love the gym. That's another option, but that's kind of advanced for this podcast. Um, so to summarise, anything else we missed out? But I think that's pretty much the main points, isn't it? Yeah, I think we've pretty much covered that. So make specific goals. Uh, make goals that are clear. Make goals that are worded properly. Make goals that you tell other people about. Make goals that don't overwhelm you instead seem manageable. Make goals that are fun. Make goals you'll be excited about doing. And make sure you've got some kind of timestamp saying this in this period of time. This is, and, and get a clear agreement with yourself and check, yeah, is this something that's reasonable for me? And if it is, go to it and you shall, you shall, you shall win and make <laughs> these things happen. Because goals are not difficult to keep if you fit, fit them into that structure. The reason yeah. people break them is they create ridiculous goals that they're destined to fail at because they've just not followed any of those strategies. And if you don't, you can see how tough a goal will be. And then it's really digging in and using your willpower. And some people make it through, but as you say, only about 6 to 10% of people do that because life happens around them. So make something that works for you. And if you do that, then you will have a much healthier year because you'll start to move things forward in a way that works for you. Anything and also, add? each goal adds to the, the overall picture. Yeah. So once you've really got into the habit and, and you've achieved that goal, then you can move on to the next things. Brilliant. So uh, I look forward to hearing about what you're up to next year with these fantastic goal settings, Helen and everybody else watching. Uh, have a fabulous Christmas, New Year, and we'll see you guys in the new year. All right. Bye, Helen. Bye. <laughs>